Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie, and this podcast is dedicated to showing you the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins, This podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Hello, hello. A huge welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are having a wonderful day. I am starting to see the consequences of some of the big business decisions that I made a few months ago that I have spoken about on the podcast starting to play out. Uh, Anyone that has been playing along would know that I made some pretty big decisions recently in terms of pivoting my business model. I have now gone all in on our membership lifestyle business school and really as a consequence of that have, yeah, started to see the consequences of changing into this new business model playing out. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that it is currently Monday and I have just spent the morning at a cafe doing really deep focus work. I don't have a single call on my calendar and I'm able to do the things that I love the most. I remember when somebody said to me a little while ago, Stevie, if you could spend your days doing anything that you want, like anything, what would you do? And my reply just like rolled off my tongue. I was like, 
I would create things and tinker with funnels, <laughs> which makes me the biggest geek ever. But I love that stuff. I love doing that. And I know that that can provide a whole heap of value to the world. And I'm doing a lot of that now. So it is very, very exciting. Anyone that is a member of Lifestyle Business School, you guys are in for a treat over the next little while because one thing I love doing is creating like systems and automations and, you know, done for you funnels and things like that. And that is going to be the place that I'm going to be sharing all of that stuff. It's not on the sales page. It's not even something I've really been talking about yet, but I'm going to be basically putting all of the things that I spend my days tinkering and doing into Lifestyle Business School as templates for you guys. So look out. <laughs> Uh, So anyway, I'm coming into, yeah, this midpoint of Monday feeling really good. I feel excited for Mondays again, and I'm feeling really excited for the future. So with all of that said, let's get into the subject matter of today's podcast episode, which is a little thing that I like to call operational elegance. Now, if you have followed me for any period of time, you may have heard me talk about the concept of operational elegance. We are actually hosting a free class called Operational Elegance next week. The link is inside of the show notes if you would like to come along to that. But it's the umbrella term that I use to describe a business that is streamlined, has systems and processes, and just feels beautifully elegant on the back end. It is the opposite of what I call uh, the hot mess express approach to running your business. Anyone familiar with the hot mess express approach? It definitely used to be me. And Uh, I have changed my ways. Anyone that meets me these days would think of me as the ultimate like organization queen, right? I'm the strategy girl. I'm the systems girl. I'm the processes girl. But that didn't come straight away. And that only happened after experiencing the deep pain of being in hot mess expressville for a little bit too long. (laughs) So I want to share with you on today's podcast episode, uh, the three C's of installing operational elegance into your business. And this is going to be relevant for you if you are the type of person that is already making sales in your business, but with those sales, you know, new levels come new devils. And, you know, once you start to get that marketing side of things on lock to a certain extent, you know, people are starting to come in, you've got the business, it unlocks new challenges. And often those challenges are seamlessly delivering, seamlessly implementing when you have uh, more of a stretch on your time. And a lot of those things can be solved by installing this concept of operational elegance into your business. So that is what I want to introduce to you today. That is what I want to share with you today. And like I said, I want to walk through with you the three C's of uh, bringing operational elegance into your business. Now, I touched on it, but if you want a really revealing sneak peek into what this looks like within our own business, like the actual systems, the automations, like the sexy things that we're doing on the back end, definitely come to the free class that we are running next week. The link is in the show notes for that one uh, because, yeah, you're in for a treat. I've never really shared this stuff and the little teasers that I have put on Instagram 
it recently, people are like, oh my gosh, what is this sorcery? And so I'm going to be sharing a lot more of that inside of the free class. So let's talk through what the three C's of operational elegance actually are. They are number one, capacity, number two, clarity, and number three, cadence. So I'm going to let you know what each of them are broadly, and then I'm going to go through exactly what that could look like when you install it into your business to give you some of that freedom that you started your business for in the first place. I always love to say like systems set you free because they're the things that allow you to not be the one on the tools doing the things all of the time and actually uh, have your business run without needing 100% of your input. So let's go through what each of the three C's are. Capacity means creating space in your schedule by prioritizing the most impactful activities in your business. So that is the first C. You need to have capacity in your business in order to do the needle moving tasks that are actually going to move the business forward. And we need to make sure that we're working on that first and foremost, because if you don't have capacity and if you haven't got the ability to create space in your schedule, you're never going to be able to implement or to install the other needle moving things that are going to allow you to experience operational elegance. So that is number one, and it is a complete non-negotiable. If you're like, I am so stretched for time, I have zero time. I mean, it makes sense that we need to work on that first so that you have the capacity to put your CEO hat on be the CEO that your business needs you to be and start to work on some of these other things as well, right? So that is capacity. Number two is clarity. So clarity means setting up clear uh, metrics, clear benchmarks and data tracking inside of your business so that you can make intelligent data-driven decisions and forecasts rather than making decisions on what the next step is going to be or what you're going to work on when you open up your laptop or your computer on a Monday morning uh, based on emotion, (laughs) which we all do, right? It's very easy to uh, decide that we want to work on the easy things, or uh, let's say that we have a launch in our business and it doesn't go the way that we want it to. We'll make stories around what the actual reason for that was when the data very objectively might tell us something completely different. Or around the clarity side of things, it also means like, do you have uh, the ability to sort of Uh, see what your revenue is going to look like six months from now. And if you can't do that, then you might be holding yourself back from making investing decisions that might actually propel your business forward, for example. So clarity is number one, setting up the right key metrics to actually track within your business. And we're going to break down in a lot more detail in next week's podcast episode, what some of those things are. But then also, Once you have that, knowing what success looks like, so setting benchmarks for success so you actually know what you're moving towards and using that data to make the right decisions around what to do next. The big secret when it comes to business in inverted commas success is that you are working on and prioritizing the right things. We all have, you know, Uh, the same number of hours, you know, let's say that we all had six hours to work on our business in a particular day, right? 
the difference in the needle moving activities that would actually separate a business that moves forward within that six hours and one that doesn't is that they're actually working on the right things, right? It's very different to kind of open up your emails, respond to other people's requests, to uh, maybe spend two hours in Canva creating an Instagram carousel and then finish the day wondering where the time went and actually knowing, okay, well, based on the data, these are the three most impactful things that I need to be working on and I'm going to just do those things within that six-hour period of time. Which business owner do you think is going to get ahead, right? So that all comes down to the second C, which is clarity, making sure that you are tracking uh, the right data in your business so that you know what the right next step is at all times and you're not making decisions based on emotion or guest work or what you feel like doing on any particular point in time. And then number three is cadence. I love this word because I do feel like cadence is really like installing cadence into the things that I do inside of my business has allowed me to uh, move forward. So what do I mean by cadence? Cadence means setting up rhythms for what you're doing on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis. It's really the the tempo uh, with with which you're completing both the big picture and the day-to-day of your business. So cadence comes down to making sure that you have planning processes in your business so that you are setting yourself up with some simple but really effective and powerful planning for what you're going to do every six months, but then also installing uh, a cadence around what are the daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly recurring and repeating tasks that are required to move your business forward and the projects that you have decided to work on for that six-month period of time. I love to plan in six-month chunks because it's not so long, like so much can happen in a year, right? But then also planning every three months isn't always the most effective use of your time. So I love this biannual planning process and then taking that and then installing uh, a cadence within your business for making sure that you're getting the right things done, uh, making sure that you have, you know, daily, weekly, monthly rhythms around what is the work that needs to get done, having that documented so that it's not just you that needs to do everything. And uh, uh, moving from this, like, I love to use this hot mess express, but particularly in the context of this, like moving from this like chaotic, like what am I working on? What needs to be done? You know, when things get missed and the balls get dropped and all of the things to this beautiful tempo, like I think of a metronome, right? That tick, tock, tick, tock, like rhythmic way of doing business where you know exactly what the rhythms are for completing the key tasks inside of your business. So they are the three C's of achieving operational elegance in your business. Now let's dig into in a little bit more detail each of those three C's and some of the systems and uh, functions that you might want to consider in order to install these inside of your business. So let's start with number one, which is capacity. So Capacity, like I said, refers to making sure that you, the founder and the business owner, have the ability to actually work on the right tasks and to implement some of these things. It is completely useless to embark on any endeavor if you don't have the time to actually do it. And so, 
a big part of capacity is getting really clear on where your time goes. So auditing and categorizing your time. And then based on the audit and the categorization of your time, optimizing it with a goal to recover at least five to 10 hours a week of time. And you might say, oh my gosh, is that even possible? You would be extremely surprised. So the first kind of pillar of this capacity side of things is getting clear on where does my time go? And what that requires is actually sitting down. I like to do this every six weeks or so and categorize your time. So I use a project management tool to track my time, but you could just literally have a piece of paper and a pen and you're writing down what you're working on for at least a seven day period so that you can start to see, okay, where is my time going? It is an extremely eye-opening exercise to do. And a lot of us are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't actually do it right. I liken it to that, you know, personal budgeting advice where it's like track where all of your spending goes for a week and you never actually do it. This is the difference between moving forward and not. And I actually think like it can be so eye-opening to realize, okay, wow, interesting. I've been telling myself that I have no time, but actually maybe I've been working on these things that aren't needle moving or something along those lines. So the strategy here is that you want to audit where your time is going first and foremost, and then actually categorize your time. So we have a program which is coming soon called Operational Elegance, and it has uh, templates that allow you to do this. And one of my favorite parts is that it actually puts all of the auditing that you do into tables. So you can actually see, okay, a pie chart of like where your time is going, what you're working on, what the important needle moving, you know, component or percentage of your week is, what the part is that maybe isn't the needle moving part. And you can see it in a glance and it will give you the ultimate reality check on like, wow, interesting. I've categorized my time here and there's an opportunity for me to maybe optimize. So that is the second part of capacity is time optimization. So the strategy here is really to look at where your time is going, make a plan to reclaim it. We have a triple D method for doing this, which is what can I decrease? What can I delegate? And what can I, uh, what's the third D? Oh my gosh, decrease, delegate, and delete. Oh my gosh, it was deleted from my brain for a moment. (laughs) Uh, And so really the process with that is kind of saying, okay, well, with all of this kind of use of my time, what bucket does each of my, you know, tasks fall into? And then what can I be doing with that time to optimize it and to reclaim some of it? The other part of this is really identifying all of the recurring and repeatable, uh, tasks that you complete inside of your business. So if there's anything that you complete more than once, that is something that falls within the cadence of your business. And you need to have a plan for either you keeping it yourself and, you know, it's a task that you enjoy. It's within your genius zone or making a plan to delegate it out either through team or through systems. And so that is the third and fourth element of the capacity side of things. Once you are clear on, okay, so what are the things that I actually am going to keep when it comes to my time? Then what are the recurring and repeatable 
tasks inside of my business, then what am I going to keep? And then what am I going to either create a system around or uh, hire or give to somebody in my team? So when I talk about systems, systems are the things that set you free and there are different systems for different parts of your business. So there are marketing and sales systems, there's delivery systems, there's operation systems, and basically it is a way of uh, either automating or documenting an action that you take inside of your business to make it easier and so that it's not all manually done by you. So an example of a system that we shared on Instagram this week was our content bank system. So inside of my business, I post on Instagram pretty regularly. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, how do you do that? You know, I'm really in a cadence at the moment of posting pretty much every day. The way that that is so much easier for me is that I have created a system whereby I have a content bank inside of my project management system, and it has every piece of content in there that I have ever created labeled by the program or the promotion that it corresponds to. All of the captions and the copy is in there. It is all beautifully labeled. And and it also has the, the result of that piece of content. So if it performed well, what the reach was, how many comments it got, for example. And so I can always go back and say, okay, well, I've been creating content around uh, this promotion that I'm coming up for, you know, have coming up for an online course that I've, you know, uh, am going to be selling next month. I've done this before. What were the pieces of content that worked really well? And how can I repurpose some of that in a different way? So it's basically recycling your best performing content. Now, this is a system because I'm not even the one that is putting that content into the content bank. Originally, we had a team member that was doing that. So manually adding that content into the content bank. And then it was like, okay, well, is there a way that we can actually systemize this more? And what we now have is a automated step whereby every time we post on Instagram, that content automatically gets put into our content bank using an automated uh zap essentially. And so that is all happening without me doing anything and it's shaving hours off my content creation time. Plus it means that I've got a beautifully organized backend where I can access any piece of content that I've ever created so that it doesn't go off into the ether each and every time I create something, right? So that is an example of being clear on, okay, so, you know, if I, in my time audit saw that you know, I was spending ages on Instagram content creation. It's like, okay, so how can we optimize that with either systems or team in order to reduce the amount of time that it takes and to systemize that backend so that it's not me working on it and so that it's making my life easier. So that is one example. And there are many, many, many many more examples like that. And it doesn't all happen at once, right? This is a matter of installing uh, a cadence within your business of auditing your time, you know, every six weeks so that you can see, okay, cool. So how can I actually get a couple of other things off my plate? How can I create a system around this thing, you know, for this six weeks? And this is something that compounds over time. I love things that compound. Things that compound are my love language. And what it means is that you don't have this pressure on yourself to 
try and get it all sorted within two seconds because that's not reasonable. But if every six weeks there's one or two systems that you're installing or maybe you're outsourcing a couple of hours of things to somebody else, imagine the compound effect of that over a year. It is extremely powerful. Take it from me as someone who has done it. So that is an example of systems coming into play. The other side, obviously, of the capacity side of things is team. Now, my real ethos is around having a lifestyle business. And so the uh, one of the constraints that I put around a lifestyle business is that it is a high cash flow business with time leverage and a lean remote team. So I'm not going for a big team here. If you want to build a big agency, for example, I'm probably not your girl. I apply the constraint of lean remote team because that is the, uh, one of the, I guess, pillars of what I believe to be a lifestyle business. We have that beautiful integration of life and business. And so when I talk about the capacity side of things, uh, we definitely do want to get to a point that you're not doing everything right. But also we don't want to get to the point that we have like a big, heavy team that, you know, uh, is maybe more conducive to a scale business rather than a lifestyle business. And so when you're doing that time audit and that time optimization, you really want to be doing that to think about, okay, well, what is the ability here for me to, number one, make sure that the work that I'm doing is leveraged in and of itself. So what I mean by that is that you are leveraging your business. The reason why I'm so passionate about expertise-based businesses is that you can leverage based on your intellectual property rather than leveraging with a big team. So as long as you are doing that, you generally have the ability to keep a lean remote team and to start to delegate things out to that lean remote team, but not in a way that you have to constantly have lots of people coming in. So that is top line, the capacity side of things. You need to know where your time's going, you need to optimize your time, and you need to go all in on systems and lean remote team to start to get to the point that you have time leverage so that you can be working on the real needle moving functions in your business, and also so that you can be working less. (laughs) That is what we want, right? So that is capacity. The second C, like I said earlier, is clarity. And clarity is really around making sure that you are tracking the right metrics inside of your business and that you are doing the right things with that data that you are tracking. Like I said, this is the difference between making decisions based on emotion and making decisions based on data, which will objectively tell you what the right next step to take is across every element of your business, really, which I divide into three different categories, operations, delivery and fulfillment, and marketing and sales. So when it comes to those three different kind of categories, you want to make sure that you have metrics in place to track for each of them. I'm going to go into more detail in next week's podcast episode around what some of those metrics actually are. But then you need to have a system for what to do with those metrics so that you're making the right decisions on next steps. So I am a spreadsheet lover (laughs) and I have these beautiful spreadsheets that turn green or red depending on whether the data that you're inputting into them is, you know, on the right track or it's not on the right track. And so I can always see very, very quickly whether my business is heading in the right direction or the wrong direction. Now, this is something that is really important for 
any sales system in my business. So for example, uh, uh, lifestyle business school, we have a sales system for that. And so what that means is that there is a funnel that people go down and it takes them all the way along the customer journey from, you know, first finding out about us all the way through to purchase. And so one really important step when it comes to clarity is mapping what all those steps are and making sure that you have a number around what you need to hit in order to reach your ultimate goal with that sales funnel, right? So we have a spreadsheet that allows us to do that. And so every single point I can see, okay, well, there's maybe a weak point here, like maybe midway point through the sales funnel. This is the the part that we need to fix first and foremost. So we want to make sure that you've got that for the sales systems in your business. You want to make sure that you have that for sales and revenue in your business. One thing that I always really struggled with was having a way of accurately tracking the finances in my business so that I could make data-driven decisions on investments uh, that maybe would be a commitment, right? So hiring a team member, for example, or uh, a coaching investment or committing to a Facebook ad agency, They're all big decisions that might make you really nervous if you don't know whether six months from now you're going to have the money to cover that. And so you want to make sure that you have a sales and revenue tracking system inside of your business so that you have that visibility. But also with that visibility, you can make decisions based on, right, okay, well, I'm probably going to be out of money in the business in four months if I keep going where I'm going. And knowing that can help you to make different decisions now rather than getting to four months from now and saying, oh, oh my gosh, right? And then the other part of, you know, data clarity that you really need is uh, what I like to call a scoreboard. And so a scoreboard or a scorecard is a series of metrics that you apply to the uh, recurring and repeating tasks in your business that move the needle in each of the three departments, operations, delivery and fulfillment and marketing and sales, and that ultimately contribute to business success. So as an example, we have our podcast, which is really important for us for authority, for brand building, and it's a huge part of our business. If anything were to happen with our podcast where we just stopped, you know, posting podcast episodes or the quality of them went down and lots of, you know, fewer people listen to them, that would likely have a knock-on effect on our sales and revenue three months from now, six months from now. And so you always want to have a clear idea of whether those things that give you a clear snapshot of the health of your business are working. (laughs) And if they're not working, you want to know that early enough that you can make changes. This is what a scorecard does. It allows you to track those important data points in your business and start to see, okay, is it working? Is it not working? Does the strategy need to change? And then once you start to get more advanced with it, and once you start to, you know, have all of these things start to snowball and compound, and you start to have more consistent revenue coming into your business, you can start to have people come into your business that are responsible for actually overseeing the key scorecard metrics that are moving the business forward. So for us, we could have someone that's going to come in and they're actually responsible for the growth of the podcast, right? That is a key metric that's really important for us. And so you can make sure that somebody comes in and rather than and having tasks that are like, you know, edit the podcast, get the podcast out, they're very admin related tasks. The tasks would be 
related to an outcome. And so the outcome would be that we need to grow the podcast from, you know, uh, let's say 1,000 downloads to 10,000 downloads. And so they would come up with a plan for doing that. And then they would be responsible for implementing and reporting on those scorecard metrics. This is how you start to get to the point where you're installing operational elegance and it's not all being done by you. So the third C is cadence. I love cadence. Uh, And this is, like I said, installing those rhythms into your business to make sure that you're always working on the right thing, that everything is getting done as it should, and that it doesn't all rely on you. So there's really two parts to this. There is the planning side of things, and then there is the project management side of things. So when I talk about planning, what I mean is needing a simple, clear plan for your business to strategically move you to your end game. I talk about end game a lot. What is your ultimate business end game? And then reverse engineering from there. I love to do this in biannual, so six monthly cycles where you're running through the biannual planning process that we have in place. You're running through that. You're implementing a plan. And then once you have that plan in place, you have a uh, system set up in your business to ensure that that plan is getting executed. So this is where the project management side comes in. I use and absolutely love ClickUp. We have so many amazing ClickUp templates that we're going to be sharing in the program that we have coming out, which is very exciting. Uh, But basically with a project management system, it does two things. It captures all of the recurring and repeating uh, tasks that make up the cadence of your business, that metronome where it's like tick, Talk. These things need to happen on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And they're the kind of like the rhythms that are keeping your business going. But then also the projects. So what are all of the projects related to the planning that you do every six months that are going to move the business forward? You need to have those documented inside of a project management system and you need to have due dates against them. You need to have them assigned to people so that they all get done. Now, the other side of this when it comes to planning and project management is that you want to have systems set up in your business that are documented so that it's not so so basically for a lot of these things that aren't the high level strategy that you as the CEO need to do, anyone could come into the business and complete the task. So for example, I'm going to use the podcast as another example for us. Um, We have a podcast project management system, right? And so that is all documented. And literally, if we had a team member that was away sick, or if somebody, you know, resigned really suddenly or something happened, then that could still get done by literally anyone because it is documented, it is attached to the task in the project management system. And so the business is set up operationally to run you know, with without you, essentially. Now, this is something that is really important to do if you ever want to sell your business, right? You need to get your business to run without you. If you've listened to me for any period of time, you would know that my ethos is around having a lifestyle business. But actually, you do need the same things for a lifestyle business because you're going for time freedom and you're going for, you know, the calm that no uh, for, that comes from knowing that nothing's going to be missed, that everything is getting done, uh, and that everything will run even if you are not there for any particular reason. And so that comes from having, you know, planning and project management and systems set up in your business. 
So that is the three C's of installing operational elegance into your business. Uh, capacity, which is making sure that you have, you know, more capacity in your weeks that you have audited and optimized your time and that you have then leveraged not only the IP that comes from being an expertise-based business, but also systems and team to start to give you some of your time back. Number two is clarity, making sure that you have data tracking set up and then that you are uh, making the right decisions based on that data that is moving your business forward. And number three is cadence. So making sure that you have planning and project management set up in your business so that your business starts to run like a metronome. (laughs) All of the recurring and the repeating tasks are getting done. There is a cadence for what needs to be done daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and all of the projects in your business are also documented. They're assigned and that they're getting done as well. Trust me, guys, this is the most beautiful thing (laughs) when you have it. Uh, I love the term operational elegance because that is what it is. I always think of like, you know, like the swan that's like swanning along the lake and then underwater, there's like these mad little legs going. (laughs) We don't want that. We just want to be the swan that is actually, you know, swanning along and it doesn't feel hard and it doesn't feel heavy. And it's not like, you know, every time you need a document, you're searching all of these different files for 26 minutes to try to find it. Or, you know, if you were off sick, everything would go to the um, poop, right? I was going to say something else. Uh, Or, you know, that you don't know what to do when you sit down on a Monday morning, or you do have an admin, you know, assistant or contractor come into your business, but everything boomerangs back to you. And you're like, why do I bother with this? This is the difference between that and operational elegance. And like I said, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. The back end of our business is so streamlined. It is so systemized and we don't talk about it a lot because, you know, we focus on talking about marketing and all of the, you know, front end things that we talk about. Uh, But it's actually these things that uh, give you the freedom. And so I wanted to share some of those with you. Like I said, if you want a really revealing sneak peek into the back end of our business, what a streamlined, systematized business looks like, definitely come along to the free class. The link is in the show notes for that. We'll be sharing all of that. I would love to see you there. And like I said, in next week's podcast episode, we're really going to break down some of those key metrics that you should be tracking in your business in a lot more detail as well. So I like to call this operational elegance month. (laughs) Um, And so if that sounds like your jam, you're going to love the content that we have coming at you. All right, guys, if this is the first time that you have listened to the podcast, make sure you do hit the little follow button or the subscribe button, whatever it looks like now so that you do get future episodes and it's not just a, you know, one listen wonder. And if you are already a subscriber of the podcast, thank you. I appreciate you and I will see you and chat to you and be in your podcast earbuds next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you. Thank you.